For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the number one Bengals podcast. I'm Daddy McDook. As always, I'm joined by Dr. Hodges, Dr. Kasmoji, and John Sheeran. And guys, really, I mean, you look at this game that the Bengals yeah. just played. Big game. They, yeah, it was a big early holiday surprise, a present. For all of us, we were also, you know, I mean, no matter what the draft position wasn't, hasn't really affected the draft position too much, obviously. But, but still, we're, we're happy. Not just because we beat the Steelers, not just because it was prime time, but because, you know, we were getting mocked and, and pushed around and then spent, what, like 11 games since we beat the Steelers. And it was finally like this could carry over into next season when we get Burrow back. It was a big deal. Wouldn't you yeah. agree? Uh, how about those ratings? Hmm? Ratings, Joe? Maybe? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think we needed a win. I think there's there's a meaning to fandom. And by the way, I've, I've never enjoyed or liked the idea of losing games so you can you move up in the draft. I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Bengals need to sell their number one draft pick. It's a high pick for some really prime round two targets. That's my take on the draft. I know that everybody wants Sewell and everything like that. That's fine. If you can get them, get them. If that's your plan, plan. But if it turns out that you can't get exactly the guy you want in the first round, take that high top five pick and set it. That's true. And we, we got to talk about this game though, because guys, like I'm, I'm like 100 years younger than you guys. I've never seen a game like this before in my life against that team. This is the first time that they've beaten the Steelers by double digits since 2003, which was Marvin Lewis's first year as Bengals head coach and the, his first win over the Steelers. It's the first time they beat the Steelers after being more than a 10-point underdog since 1999. But honestly, I, I can't recall a time when they looked this physically imposing and dominant against that team. It, it, yeah. The script was flipped entirely. And it was just, it was like one of two ways. Either the Steelers do the usual thing, they impose their will, they force mistakes with the Bengals, and they just slowly grind out a, an ugly loss. Or, like we've seen in some recent years under the last year's Marvin Lewis, Bengals get an early lead. They shock the Steelers a little bit. Steelers come back, and that right. was almost the case in the third quarter. Neither of those things happened, and I honestly, I can't really explain it that well. Well, I will say one thing that's obvious but needs to be said, which was the defense was the real start of the show, and the offense kind of just made it work. I mean, there was, a never, there was never a point in the game where you were like, oh, this offense is unstoppable. The offense was barely, barely eking out points, and that was the thing. I really did see Zach's creativity in that game, maybe for the first time. You saw Finn running a lot and it was a surprise and you saw you know you saw them making do with an offense that was shabby and it was if we're being honest shabby even when Burrow was there Burrow was making it work and he was pushing things to its limit but the defense was the start of the show and this gets to something else I think Lou Anaromo deserves the credit for this game 
The defense came out organized. They came out tight. They came out aggressive. Well, okay. They scared them. They jolted them. They, yeah. they were dropping balls. I think if you had to give credit to one coach, I think Zach deserves most of it because, like you said, I mean, the offense, it featured 89 passing yards. It featured 40 rushing yards from rushing from Ryan Finley. Like the fact that he was able to make that offense semi functional against a defense that is still extremely talented. The, the Steelers' defense wasn't exactly, they weren't playing terrible. They just, the Bengals just somehow made it work with short fields. And I think with the Bengals' defense, every single one of those players they played at or above their usual level like no one really had an off day on defense and from the get-go they they were hitting guys hard and they were not making mistakes and they were just they were just playing loose they were playing like the Steelers usually play against the Bengals but Hoji I want to I want to bring this up because it's it's still in my mind even to this day we're like 48 hours away after this game because like you're like you said like the Bengals offense it, it struggled with Joe Burrow at the helm and that was obviously dealing with other circumstances that weren't him but they've played the Steelers with Joe Burrow right and they got demoralized in that game they lost by like three touchdowns or whatever and this game was circled before the season as a, a statement game you know it was week 15 it was in the playoff race it was in prime time against Steelers had all the makings of a game that Joe Burrow can make a statement with this team and then all of a sudden Ryan Finley's out there the Bengals are 14 and a half point underdogs at home in December it, it rarely happens like I, I just feel like when the Bengals have played the Steelers in recent years there's always been some semblance of expectations and they've always failed to live up to those expectations because they were never as big of an underdog as they were on Monday night and I honestly feel like they just for the first time they truly embodied that and they just kind of yeah. let go and didn't really care and I and I want I wonder if the same thing happens if Joe Burrow's on the field because with Joe Burrow, there is expectations to compete. Like that's always been the thing. Like at least compete against the Steelers. You may not win. They haven't won since 2015. At least compete. They weren't expected to do anything of the sort in this game. And not only did they compete, they won convincingly. So people have been saying if Joe Burrow's out there, this game is even a bigger blowout for the Bengals. I, I honestly wonder if that's even the case. John, that's a great point. No, I was gonna say, John, actually I had the exact same thought, which is this. If Joe Burrow's out there, the Steelers take the game more seriously, which is basically right. and 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 we don't surprise them so much. I mean, I I think the Steelers, look, we had, I, I don't want to give the coaching staff too much credit. I know the defense has stepped up and all that, but I, I want to give the players most of the credit because of the enthusiasm and the kind of the anger that they played with, really being bossed around, pushed around, all that. And like you're saying, I mean, if we had Joe Burrow, it's like Joe Burrow in prime time. Can he pull it off? Because we know with Joe Burrow, it's always, you have a chance against anybody, no matter how bad the team is. But yeah, I think you look at the game plan also with Joe Burrow, Zach tends to want to open up the passing game, throw 40 times a game. And who knows? what would have happened if he had done that in this game. I mean, because Finley barely threw the ball. So yeah, I mean, I have to say that I don't think that we had an offensive game plan. I mean, like, you, Hoji, you're talking about the creativity yeah. and, and all that, but with using Finley running, but like John, I mean, it was the same play over and over mm-hmm. with the running. I mean, they, it worked like once or twice, but uh, it, I think it was like desperation. No, for I sure. It, it was, I mean, credit to Zach for like adjusting to that point. Like he threw something at Tomlin that Tomlin couldn't counter and all of a sudden Ryan Finley's Lamar Jackson out there and he's rushing for a 23 yard touchdown that basically sealed the game like an 80 yard touchdown drive with Ryan Finley I know and I, I completely agree with you like the Steelers definitely did not have a great game and they were not mentally prepared for this game at all and you have to credit a lot to the players for bringing that energy but nobody expected anything of the sort that, that we saw from the 80 yard touchdown drive to make it work with Ryan Finley at least I think Zach deserves some credit for that he does, but uh, we go back to my point, which is let's bear in mind whoever deserves the credit. The defense drove the game and it was that very, very uncontainable energy that the Bengals defense brought. They looked like stars that, that night. 
They looked amazing. They looked unstoppable. They were skating. They were intimidating the Steelers, the defense. And that was what won the game because the offense had so many opportunities to do things right because the defense just kept getting them in a good position and in the right place. Well, you know, I, I, when I look at the highlights, obviously I missed the game because of the internet connection in the, in the Village Island. But right. when I look back at the highlights of the game, what I see is Ben Rothreisberger. Early in the game, he almost throws a really bad interception to Darius Phillips. And he had a number of really bad passes. And it was the normal sloppy Ben, but without the, the firepower of like Antonio yeah. Brown or Le'Veon Bell or these other playmakers that he's had in the past, right? He doesn't have the, these game-breaking guys. And instead, he's kind of just sitting there trying to make big plays out of nothing. And so the, the defense feasted because they had, you know, this kind of, this wounded animal in this yeah. leader, right? I mean, yeah. they're coming off the three, three left. I mean, the only thing they had going for them when I was looking, I was reading about the game was something called Ben Benny the snail. I don't know what that is. But Benny the snail was was they said was running along. Benny snail. Benny Back home, everybody calls him Benny the snail. That's how he's known. Right. He and and like you, think, you would think he's kind of a slow and meticulous, but he was just kind of barging through the No, they call the him because he's very, he's very slimy. He's, he's oily. He slips through. That's I think that's what it was. And uh, yeah, and so so they, they were insulted. They were insulted. I mean, Von Bell, before, it's not just that Von Bell did what he did to Juju. It was that they, he said before the game, don't do this. Don't dance on my logo. Do not dance. Don't and dance. So, and so he did it. And it was like, no, you know, I don't know how you can give Lou Anarumo for that play, uh, credit for that play. It was I tell you how. This is the, one of the first times I remember the Bengals having such a strong secondary. Now, you could put it on the players, but Lou Anarumo wanted that to happen. I say it was the defense that, that, that made the game work. I'm going to be more specific. Every time Ben was putting that ball in the air, the Bengals viewer had the feeling that it might get intercepted. That's new. We didn't used to have that feeling. In your heart, every time you saw Ben throw, and Ben had that feeling too, you said, oh my gosh, it might get intercepted. And that's a new feeling for us. And that's because we now have a strong a secondary, and we didn't have that before. That's new. That's well, new. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it has to do partly with spending in free agency. And Von Bell was a free agent addition. Mackenzie Alexander, like John wrote about in his article in Cincy Jungle about the rookies, he was only targeted three times and gave up zero catches. And he had that interception. And this was a guy who we brought in as a slot corner, as a cheap kind of way to replace Darquez Denard. I mean, that was a very wise signing. I mean, who knows? Maybe Trey Waynes will turn out to have similar success and, and it'll just be a great, free, you know, DJ reader. I think it has to do with getting playmakers, real players. And we did that on defense. I think what we're upset about with the front office is not doing the same thing on the offensive line. But uh, but that's a different topic. But yeah, so I, I want to give Lou credit. But yeah, the secondary is outstanding because you have Von Bell, you have yeah. Jesse Bates having a career year, you have William Jackson, and who, he's good. Who is a solid, you know, overall pretty. And uh, you, you have now you have Mackenzie Alexander doing his job. So I, uh, I, I, I will definitely say the secondary is the strength of probably the entire team, and they played really well on Monday. But I don't think we can ignore how bad Ben Roethlisberger was on his own. Like it, it was a good coaching performance by the Bengals. No, no lie, like no doubt about that. The fact that Ben played as bad as he did, it was the biggest key in this game because if Ben at least plays decently, I don't think the Bengals have a shot with, with that offense and the, and the Steelers probably score more points during that game. And again, the, the energy that, that the defense brought was was great and it obviously helped a lot. But if Ben plays at least somewhat average, like they win that game. But that's not been the case in the last three weeks. He's been trending downwards ever since they played the Ravens in the middle of the season. He wasn't even that great against the Bengals when they played back in November. This was just like the worst Ben Roethlisberger that we've ever seen, and it does not bode well for them in the playoffs. Yeah, you're, you're right, John. I mean, both in terms of traditional stats 
and, and QB rating and also PFF, I think. So it was like his worst game ever, I believe. Mm -hmm. So you're right. And it, it is kind of sweet that it happened against us. Uh, but guys, look, this was supposed to be an offensive team. Let's be honest. And let's let's turn to the offense a little bit. Look, Gio had some plays. He made some yeah. big plays. He made the plays that counted on that. Yeah. I love Gio. That mustache worked. The mustache worked. I love Giovanni. Uh, we're trying to get him on the show. Love him very much. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Ryan Finley. So everybody's saying he had great... He, and look, Ryan Finley did... You know, he looked like the, the quarterback he was in college, basically. You know, translated into the NFL. Obviously, he's not putting as many yards or whatever. I, I saw some encouraging things from him. You know, I, I, I like that his two best plays, in my opinion, were to AJ Green. You had that deep completion early on. And then you had the one where he escaped. He looked kind of like Burrow and he threw a, a nice, uh, you know, it's towards the end of the third quarter. He, he threw that nice little nifty pass to, to AJ Green again. And, but he had a couple of misplays that he, where he looked like a, a real quarterback, honestly. He had that deep shot to Higgins. And I know, John, you talked about how he put everything, more than everything, into that mm -hmm. throw. But John, his feet weren't set. You know what I mean? Like, I looked and he was kind of like hopping because the pressure was about to get to him. It was like a different Ryan Finley. Like, he was he was navigating the pocket in those highlights, again, that I saw, like I've never seen before. Like it, took him, it took him a couple quarters because I'm, I'm not going to forget when he ran backwards out of a clean pocket and took it like a 20 right. yards back. Well, I mean, it's the Steelers. I mean, look at their defensive line and look at their offensive line. I mean, it was it was it was really it was really impressive. And there was a play he had a great play on the run to Alex Erickson in the early third quarter that I liked as well. So I think I'm okay, you know, with him being the backup at this point. You know, give him a couple more games and see what he has. Maybe he can be that backup. You know, he's 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 barely 26 years old. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. He had a good game and good for him. God bless him. But you, in today's NFL, you need a really solid backup. And this season has proven that. So uh, I don't know about that. Let's see. Let's hope that he, these next few games, Finley shows up and he's a different Finley. But I don't know about that. It, it, it's too little too late. It's just like Zach Taylor, honestly. Is yeah, I mean, what, so yeah, on the theme of the offense, yeah, I actually wanted to point out something that Matt Menich said. Actually, replying yeah. to John on Twitter, you know, John was like, how did they get 27 points? And Menich pointed out that they had, okay, they had one 80-yard drive, like you said, John. But uh, the other four drives were after turnovers, two fumbles, an interception, right. and a turnover on downs. And on those four drives, those four scoring drives, they had less than 20 yards per drive. They averaged less than 20 yards. So that is not offense. That is mm -hmm. defense and then capitalizing. And yep. so that is a big concern is that without Burrow, with that, you know, they need to prove that they have the creativity to put, they didn't put up yards. They put up points, but not yards. So the offense is, is still, to me, that, that Monday night game, all it proved is that Ryan Finney mentally can get himself together enough to make some plays. But that's all it's Some plays, you know? but I don't think this is, this is not like a formula that you can use no, game after no, no. game. This is this is going to work once or twice, but you need. I mean, this is a professional football. I mean, you got we got lucky. They weren't expecting some of the weird stuff we did. That's fine, but we got to get our act together. I mean, this team still has a very is a very troubled team. Honestly, but, though, like, did, did anyone expect Finley to be that fast? I didn't think he could run. I, I didn't either. I was surprised. Yeah, that he's a, he's a, he's a whippersnapper. I was really surprised at that. I think it's funny. I don't know if I've ever watched an NFL game where players were smiling so much during during plays. You know, there's a shot of Giovanni smiling. There's Ryan Finley smiling a few times. Yeah. There's the defense. They're like high-stepping in the middle of the field. You know, I've never seen... Man. 
It, they no, were mocking crazy. them. They were mocking them because this was like, like Hoji, you said before the game, you said every sports movie I've seen says the Bengals are supposed to win. It. And that, that's yeah, true. It, this, was, this was like a sports movie. They, were, they had no business. I can't think of a time where the Bengals were more of underdogs than this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were five foot and nothing. They were yeah. five foot, yeah. They were the, this was the Rudy kind of game for them. But look, it was a crazy game. Speaking of fast, by the way, John and I are enjoying some fast internet. I want to answer that question that was on the screen, which is why Daddy doesn't show his face anymore. In Village Island, you measure the internet by bumps per second. So he's going at five mega bumps per second. It's not a megabyte, it's a mega bump. So it's incredibly slow. So that's why Daddyo cannot show his face on camera. I, I, Daddyo, I hope that was okay. I had to explain because Daddyo has, is in Village Island. We, we can still see his face. You, you just got to imagine the, the lips moving up and down. Exactly. Yeah, guys. I mean, it's CGI. We're using CGI instead of the real Muppet. Right, and we actually in Village Island, and I'm sure where you are, John and OG as well. You know, we have it's, it's holiday season, so I yeah. want to wish everybody happy holidays, John. We just yeah, we just That's had you. a big holiday. In a couple of days, we're having another big holiday. So I'm sure, John, you're going to be, be celebrating. You know, the, the yeah. feast of Anastasia of Sirmium. Obviously, yeah, what kind of potions are you hoping for, John? Uh, I don't think Festivus has that. I think we're going to do the Festivus thing this year. Oh, you're doing Festivus. See, see, mm-hmm. Daddy and I on Village Island. We, you know, as you know, we celebrate a very important holiday. Daddy, you want to expand on? Yeah, the well, 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 so the, we have the feast of Anastasia of Sirmium that just passed. Uh, yesterday yeah. and a couple Better days death. Her death anniversary right and she, was beheaded, and she was beheaded on the island we can relate to her and yeah. obviously uh, the, the people who developed our island if you will traditions like a nice you know kind of liver and the fenugreek jello that they share with the kids every it's, it's, it's great it's really great john you should come and check it out everybody Absolutely. wants a different potion some some people want to be fertile some people want to uh, their neighbor to die you 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 get you ask the saint for the kind of potion that you want gotcha okay so guys that is all we have for this show thank you for joining us don't forget to subscribe and leave a star review we'll see you next time so long this week guys Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.